Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. As I turn off my announcements because my wife is texting me. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. So, uh, how you doing, buddy? Um, I'm doing really well. I'm excited we get to hang out. Yeah, here it's we a beautiful are. Beautiful day. It's Great a beautiful day. day. Great. Yeah. Who sang that? Who was that? Was that you too? Sure. It's a beautiful day. Something like that. Probably that was it. Yeah, I don't know. They do the anthem rock thing. That's what they do. Mm. But if I want anthem rock, I go for Angels and Airwaves. Their first three albums after oh, that, they, yes. they kind of went off the cliff. I yeah, like the first I, I felt like Angels were, and Airwaves for anthem rock. I, I felt rocky. like after the first one, they went off the cliff. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at and all. then they jumped the shark. No, no jumping the shark. They uh, jumped the shark. No, and they didn't nuke the fridge either, which is another thing. Are you familiar with nuking the fridge? Nope. It's when Harrison Ford hid in the fridge for a nuclear explosion for the new Indiana Jones movie. <sighs> it was so over the top. That was the new jumping the shark was nuking the fridge. Education, okay. son. Yeah, yeah. You've thank been you. educated. I have been. I have been. Mm-hmm. So what do you got going on for the rest of the day? <sighs> um, I've got to, well, family stuff, basically. Uh, looking forward to, it's, so right now we're in the midst of this whole, uh, what do you call it? Pandemic. <clears throat> so we're not having worship services yet, though we are about to do that. Mm-hmm. Um so hopefully in uh, hopefully in a couple of weeks, yeah, we're shooting for it. We're That's shooting what we for want. we're shooting for the fourteenth. We'll, we'll, we've got to be off site. You know, we're doing doing a bunch of stuff, working out a bunch of details. We're really excited about it. Um, so uh, I don't know why I was talking about that, but I will tell you this: we're going to go because home. you can't help yourself. Why? That's just the way you are. Why, like talk you about got, stuff. Yeah, like you got news, and it's like. You I know. got ADD. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry that I got a, some kind of problem in my brain. I used to be on Ritalin for years, oh, vitamin R, oh, and I'm man. not on it oh, anymore. Well, and yeah. so I'm, my brain pops around all over the place. Oh, sorry. Where? See? I don't see a squirrel. It's out there. The point is, um, I got family stuff going on. We're going to hang out. We, you know, we got the dog. We got the new puppy. Mm. They're starting to hang out more. It's a, it's a good time. Having having a lot of fun. Have it's you a, had Pastor Pat's uh, puppies over? No, they're little, two little date? puppies. Yeah, to play. You date? know what? They look a little hmm, militant. Let's say they look a little militant. I'm not what? really what? sure when I look at the when what? I look at Pastor Pat's puppies. Wait. They look a little militant. Pastor Pat's puppies. They look like the, the kind of dogs that the Third Reich would have. That's what they look like. That's all I'm saying. They look like that. They don't look like friendly dogs. See, there's some jokes I'm not going to go down with you. I'm, I'm not joking. I'm just saying they look a little intense, you know? Hmm. You know, like they got like the white t-shirts with the shaved heads and they're, they're dancing around to punk music. I don't know what's going on with those dogs. I, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know. You, you brought them up. I didn't bring it up. Yeah, and you, you asked for my input. And that's what you get. Yeah, that, that is my fault. That is my fault. This is what happens when we're just hanging out and we decide to record and we thought like, hey, let's record what we're thinking about at the moment. Because to be honest, all joking aside, like mo- many of you, um, we can't stop thinking about the death of George Floyd and many other recent deaths and, and homicides um, and the rioting that's taking place. Uh, we're recording this much earlier than we're actually releasing it. But this mm-hmm. is this is on our heart. This is on our, not just on our minds. This is something that's burdening us. It's troubling us. And, you know, we have a lot of thoughts on, on all of this. Um, if you don't know, uh, George Floyd was uh, African-American who on May 25th was killed by Derek Chauvin. He is a Minneapolis police officer. He's been charged with murder and manslaughter as far as my as far as I understand, as I've been kind of trying to follow this, uh, and many of us have seen the video. Did you, yeah. did you watch the video? Yeah, you watch the whole one, no. the, the nine minute video. No, I couldn't do it. It is 
it will it will make you so angry because you know for almost nine minutes, uh, Officer uh, Chauvin has his knee and his weight on Floyd's neck, and uh, even after Floyd is completely unconscious, it continues for almost three minutes, and he dies. And there are people all around. The officers are four officers there. There's a little tiny guy, a little tiny cop there. And there's the cop there with his hands in his pockets with his chauvin with his knee on Floyd's neck. And there are two other officers you can't see in the video because they're on the other side of the vehicle. There are bystanders who are videoing saying, stop it. He can't move. He can't breathe. He's handcuffed. He's subdued. What are you doing? A nurse walks up, not a nurse, but an EMT. She walks up. She works for the city. She's like, take his pulse, take his pulse. They're all yelling at this guy and they do nothing. It is calloused, wicked, cowardly, brutal evil that we all watched on video. And... The officers were fired within mm-hmm. 24 hours, which is good. Yep. And we're waiting to see what kind of prosecution is going to take, take place. I know that Chauvin has been uh, arrested, so that is good news. But now there have been protests, which are entirely appropriate. And the protests are one thing, but now there is another thing. There is rioting and looting happening, mm-hmm. uh, not just in Minneapolis, but in other cities. And... We wanted to talk about this because we're all talking about it. And while it's not explicitly a, a Baptist or a, a, an immediately, apparently theological thing, it ultimately is because um, it has to do with the Imago Dei, justice, um, love for neighbor, and all of that. Mm. So we, we thought we would talk through the situation, the event, and how we're thinking about it, how we're feeling about it. We'll talk about police and how we think about police, how we feel about cops, as well as um, how we feel about the the violent protests, as they're being called, or the riots uh, that are happening. Hmm. So you saw some of the video. Now, I know you, Jimmy, and I know why you didn't watch the whole video, but why don't you explain for the listeners why you didn't watch the whole video? You're going to make me... No, I won't, I won't make a joke at all. I don't do well with actual violence. I don't do well with actual suffering. Uh, I If a child or a female is being uh, abused of some kind i just i turn off i just can't i can't watch it and it's not trauma from my past by any means or anything like that it's just i just can't handle it yeah i break down yeah and even that like the injustice of watching a man uh die and and suffocate i I just can't I, i can't do it right um it's not and i know for some people be like well that's you know are you just kind of being numb or turning a blind eye to it. Not That's not all. it. It's just, I, I can't, I can't, I, I can't process it. Right. Like I can't process it through to the end, uh, in a constructive way. Yeah. You, well, you know what happens, yeah. you know, the facts, Yep. but to observe it, to take it in is too hard because you are a, like a feeling person, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And like you actually care, you actually like people, you love yeah. people. So if, like me, like I see this and I watch the whole thing and I get angrier and angrier. Yes, yeah, I just I, start to cry. Yeah, and yeah. it's it, so again, both of those are normal emotions, mm-hmm. normal expressions. And anybody, I was listening to uh, John Lovell talk about this. John Lovell is a, he was a special forces guy. Technically, what was he? Army Ranger, right? And uh, and I, I, I really like his videos. He does a lot with um, uh, defensive shooting and all that stuff. Uh, he watched, he, he talked about this. And he said, when I saw this video, 
um, you know, he's outraged, of yeah. course. Yeah, of course. He's, he's very pro-police. He's pro, you know, military. Um, but he said, this was outrageous. And his co-host at the time asked, what would you have done if you were there? And he said, I would be arrested or I'd be in jail. Because as a, as a defender, as a protector, I couldn't mm-hmm. let that happen. Now, here's the truth. I don't know what I would do if I was there. I know I would want to tackle that cop, but I don't know that I would, to be if I'm honest. Um, and I'm, I, I keep, like, the part that keeps going through my head is there's three other people watching this, three mm-hmm. other cops. Not one could think to themselves, lay the, uh, lay, yeah. the lay off. L- let's just say this right now. This makes us want to curse. Oh, I almost, every, I, I, I literally just about like, did. Like, 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 we don't curse at people. I, we, it is such a visceral reaction, right? Yeah. We can't lay hands on anybody. It makes us want to curse. So I, I totally get you. How can none of the cops come up to the other guy and go, all right, guy, he's, he's, he's like, up. Let, yeah, he's you, up. Know, you know what? Let, tag me in. Yeah. Or, hey, you know what? They're rolling video. So maybe you, maybe you take your, your knee off his neck because it looks bad. You know, maybe they do it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I don't care at that point. Like, give, like stop I'll killing the guy. Yeah, at least the guy's alive. Yeah. And I've, listen, I've watched a number of videos and I've watched and I've listened to a number of uh, police officers who have all said this is evil, wicked, brutal, embarrassing. Yeah. It makes us it makes all the good cops look bad. So um, and we'll talk about cops in a little bit. But as far as as our take on the situation from what we have seen, read and understand. This was inappropriate uh, yes. conduct. Yep. It was unrighteous. It was wicked, yep. sinful, evil. And here's what I'm not. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, homeboy, the cop, killed a man who was not at that point creating any problems. Yeah. What I am not willing to say now Mm -hmm. is, was the guy, like the cop, was it, like, was it motivated? Like he, was he racist? Was he racist? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, and a white supremacist because there's been this meme going around. I even Mm -hmm. showed it to Joe and I'm like, Joe, there's no way, not a meme. Make America you, white again? Make, that yeah, or make that, whites great again? Make whites great again. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. Okay, so here's the thing. Jimmy sent me a picture and he asked me, and he, he, said, he didn't really ask me. He's like, this can't be real, right? And it, it's allegedly a picture of the officer wearing a red MAGA hat. But instead of saying make America great again, it says make whites great again. And I said, there's no way that's real. And I found it on Ice Cube's Twitter. And I was like- We like, hey, we're, we're fans of Ice Cube. Ice yeah, Cube, yeah. Don't, don't hurt us. But- it took how many seconds for me to fi- for us to look it up online and to show it like, took you. Is, it took you like five to ten seconds tops. It's not the officer wearing that hat. Yeah. So we don't know. Listen, I hate racism. I I, I don't. I'm not suggesting that I don't struggle with prejudice of any kind. Of course I do. Oh, I know. I, I know him. He does. Oh, stop it. But you don't have to come and pile on. I'm being vulnerable. Um, I, but racism like bothers me. I don't, I, it, it, it's really hard. And so we're anti-racism. We want to call it out. If I see it, I will say something, right? I've said it in my family. I've addressed it at the cigar lounge. People, stupid people saying stupid things. I will call them out. I, we don't know if this guy's racist or if he's just wicked or if he's just stupid. I, I don't know what's going on in his brain. Yeah. And so racism is a concern. It's legit, but since I can't get into, I don't know what's going on there. I'm really just more concerned with the fact that he appears to be killing, whether it's intentional murder or not, he appears to be killing somebody that he's supposed to be helping. Yes. Even if he is supposed to arrest him for passing a bad 20, 
for passing off counterfeit for twenty a, a counterfeit for a bill. Counterfeit he didn't run. He's hanging out after he bought what he bought for a counterfeit twenty dollars, man. Like okay, and listen, I'm going to say something. This is going to get me in trouble, but I don't care. If you swing at a cop, I don't really care if they punch you and beat you up a bit. If they rough you up, I don't give you a little rough, rough. I, yeah. I don't. I like. I hey, you swung at a cop. What are you going to do? Floyd didn't do any of that. None and of it. And so, like, like I'm. I we have. We'll talk about police in a second. But let me just say, regardless of what Floyd is said to have done by these cops or not, I don't understand. And the cops that I have listened to and watched on YouTube and in other formats have all said, you never put your knee on a guy's neck. You don't do that. You might have to put your knee on their back for a period of time Mm -hmm. until you get them subdued. But once they're subdued and they're cuffed and everything, and if you have four cops there, you've got control of the situation. Don't be a coward. Don't be a baby. Don't be a bully handle the situation and if somebody is saying i can't breathe it doesn't mean that they they can breathe just because they're saying it it means that they're they, it may mean that they're having trouble breathing it may mean that they're the blood is being cut off to their heads in this case maybe there's a lot going on here this is not just a bad thing this is injustice mm-hmm. it is travesty and this cop with his hands in his pockets looking at everybody filming him like he doesn't have a care in the world is heartbreaking and maddening. It drives us nuts. Yeah. So, listen, um, here's the truth. Let's talk about cops. Can we talk about cops? Yeah. All right. So my experience with the police. Yes, yours is, is different than mine. Really? Because you went to military school because you were such a delinquent. No, I'm, I'm saying... That's what happened. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. If I ask your dad, if I said, hey, Mr. Fowler, did Jimmy go to military school because he was jacked up and a delinquent? What would he say? You know, I can't bring my father into this. I'm going to have Mr. Fowler on this podcast. He would be great on this podcast. No, he would not. He would be amazing on this podcast. Are you kidding me? He'd be amazing. I would quit the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We would have to edit it, I'm sure. Um, I'd be out. I'm done. So here's my interaction with the police. Um, When I was, what, 12? I was pulled over by the cops. (laughs) Okay, 12, pulled over, okay. I was riding a motorcycle, and they pulled me over because I, I was 12. And I was like, what's the problem? And they're like, you're 12. You know, they're like, you obviously shouldn't be riding around town, you know, in the, uh, on a motorcycle. So I got in trouble. And then my friend and I, uh, you could say we borrowed a car. And then So for we, Steve McCoy, when uh, you say borrow, what do we, you mean? We, we took a car that didn't belong to us. Ah. And we drove it around multiple cities, and then we totaled it. But anyways. Um, you totaled it? Well, I didn't total it. Chris, this guy, Chris totaled it. Anyone named Chris? Was it yeah. spelled with a K? No. Oh, okay. It's a C-H. Mind. All right. No, 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 no. A K with, Chris with a K is a girl, right? Sometimes. Yeah, like most of the time? Most of the time. I think so. I like might have an Kristen. uncle. <laughs> you do not <laughs> I have an uncle. I do. You have an uncle? Christopher with a K. Was he always an uncle, or was he an aunt before that? It's a bit hazy. <laughs> All right. So l- the point is, is that my experience with the police was largely negative throughout my life. But if I'm honest, it's because yeah. I did a lot of bad things. I did stupid things. Maybe not bad or probably bad, but I did a lot of stupid things that got me into trouble. So my experience with the police was negative because of my own actions. And I can tell you this. It's pretty, the same for me. Pretty much every weekend. The cops would pull me over and ask me to get out of the car and empty my pockets on the hood. This was in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
And I'd be like, what's going on? So, um, but that was because I had a reputation at the time. So my experience with the police was negative and I didn't like cops mm. because cops were the bad guys, even though if I was honest, well, I was doing wrong things and I was getting held accountable. Now I have friends who are police officers, sheriff's deputies, and we have a member of our church who's a, who's a, a cop. Good, righteous, godly, yep, good yep. men doing the right things. I don't have a problem with cops. Obviously, I have a problem with unrighteous, wicked people who abuse their authority, whether that be a teacher, a pastor, or a cop. And these cops that I know would hate bad cops. In fact, one of our friends recently put on Twitter, he said, um, and he's a cop, he said, the only people who, uh, what did he say? Um, the only people who hate bad cops more than anyone else are good cops. Basically, good cops hate bad cops more than anybody else. That was his point. Dexter. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Gaspard. Gaspard. That's right. So um, so let's just say this. Um, I respect law enforcement, mm -hmm. uh, especially because at these days they never give me a ticket even though I'm usually in violation. See, and that's where, where our... Our things change. Well, how is it different? It's the same, right? No, it's you not drive the a same. car that's like what ten times more expensive than mine. I'm not doing the math. I'm not good at math, but I think it may be. No, it's not ten times. Five times, three times. Oh, it's more than that. Okay, never mind. I won't talk about it. Your car is very nice. Yeah, um, you look like a gangbanger. That's probably what it is. <laughs> I'd pull you over too. You would. Yeah, uh, my experience is different these days hmm. than Joey's. Really? Yeah. Long hair, bearded, brown guy driving. <laughs> white girl in the back <laughs> white kids in the back like, what's going on what's he doing yeah um yeah i get i get pulled over you get pulled over do you get, get tickets though I, most of the time mm, weird yeah isn't it you got pulled over once and you didn't get a ticket because i was driving yes wait no well that that's not me now remember that time i actually drove around the cop because he was taking too slow and i drove around him and broke the law and then he pulled us over and you didn't have your seatbelt on? I didn't have my seatbelt. And, and uh, did he give us a ticket? No. No. And did you record the whole thing? Yes. <laughs> I was like, my gosh. I, That's what you call. Well, I won't say what it's called. What, what's, what's called? I, I don't know. You might call it. I don't know. Uh, being lucky. Ah, lucky. Mm -hmm. The one time I didn't get a ticket recently. Uh, and it's like usually for, I mean, all right. I think they're foolish things. Or they're things like, okay, the light was out. All on, right. what, on what? On like the car. Not on this new car you got. Not this new car. <laughs> no. Or like the other one. Okay. Or like the turn signal or something like that. It's you, like, you, should, you drove a hoopty like a year ago. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, all right, yeah, I could get that fixed. I'm sorry, you know, and, and get a ticket. But the one You time shouldn't I, get a ticket for that. They should be like, get it fixed and leave you alone. Yeah. Right. I agree. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you on that one, Joe. Yeah, because they don't give you a ticket for that. What? I, I, would I get don't ticket. get a ticket for I, that. I do. Really? Yes. Hmm. Now, the one time I didn't. Uh, and actually, this one was, I didn't have my new uh, sticker? sticker. Yeah, I never put the sticker on. But the guy didn't give me a ticket yeah. because he kept me there for 30 minutes. And mm. the kids were in the back screaming. And it was just me and the kids. And, were uh, they afraid you, they were going to call I, um, I, you know, no, ICE or something? Like, I, don't no, know. I don't know. No, what, I don't know what's going on. Okay. But they're kids and they're getting rambunctious and they're going crazy. Uh, and thankfully the guy was like, ah, oh, man, just go. Your kids are going crazy. I'm like, thank you. I got to get them Good home. Good cop. Yeah. Good cop. And that's fine. Like, I, I appreciate that, you know? So now I want my kids in the car all the time. Maybe that's like a get out of ticket, you know? I saw a guy get on YouTube. He got pulled over. And when he gave the cop his license on the back were taped pictures of his kids. For real. That's pretty good. <laughs> so, Joe, on Monday's episode, I talked about Hunter Bond. Right. How he, he had, had a baby. baby. And he, he had a baby. And he texted me and he had not an eggplant you. baby. Go ahead. Yeah. Because so, he had something. It was an so eggplant I told him, thing there. I said, hey, um, you know, 
Congrats, bro. Blah, blah, blah. And Joy got all upset. You didn't text him. That's right. Am I, wait, am I, am, I, am I included in this? No, you're not. No, I'm still not. And then he goes, well, I don't have his number, so read this to him and he'll feel better. Okay. <clears throat> celebrity pastors don't usually give out their personal numbers. Only their pseudo-celebrity podcast wives can do that. Dang it. I should have uh, read you the got thing bird. first. I should have read it Pseudo first. Pseudo-celebrity podcast wife. That's you, bro. <laughs> Dude, I saw, I, all I saw was read this to him. You burned yourself. I did. Uh, this is the best. You know, I said on Twitter recently, the only thing I enjoy more than being right is Jimmy being wrong. And uh, this is it right here. Anyways. So cops, good cops out there. There are a lot of good, most cops are good cops, guys. Yeah. I mean, seriously, most people are, they're decent people. Most people are decent people. But the bad people, whether they're teachers, pastors, I've had I have a whole YouTube thing on this, right? Like, can you trust a pastor? Well, I hope you can, but there are some you can't, and you don't know, right, yeah. usually. Yeah. And no, like some cops are bad, and they need to be called out and held accountable, but, but most cops are good, man. And I'm not, I'm not denying that there are racial problems and prejudices in America. Of course there are. There are real significant problems, but... um. So you, now you can't just blanket everyone. That's mm. the you know, when when the problem part of the problem with racism is that it blankets everyone. Oh, if you have a different skin color, then this is how we think of you. Well, you don't want to turn around and go, oh, well, because you have a different skin color. If you're white, we think of you in this way, or if you're a cop, we think of you in this way. If you're a pastor, we think of you in this way. We we have to have a more mature, healthy, and biblical understanding mm. of human nature and people than that. So, Joe, what, what do you think about the protests and the riots? My son was asking me that. Eli, so I have two kids. I have four kids. I have two sons, two daughters. But the boys on the count, which is why I said two. That's right. Yeah. The girls, what are they going to do? They're going to get married or something. No, anyways. So, um, my so oldest son, Elias, he is 15. And he said, why are people burning their city down why are the i mean i under because he, he totally understands what happened george floyd was murdered mm -hmm. make no mistake about it george floyd was murdered he was killed by a wicked man and i hope that guy pays the full penalty for his crimes and i hope all those cops that were there that didn't intervene pay the full price so Eli understands that. Eli gets it. He's like, yeah, I totally get that. And I know why protest, but why are they burning? Like if it's their own city, if it's their own neighborhood, why are, they, why are they burning it down? Why are they protesting? And so here's what I said to my son. Um, I, first, I used a cliche, which I still think is okay. Hurt people hurt people, right? So people that are hurt, people that are wounded, oftentimes hurt other mm, people. Yep. If I've had a really bad day, who's going who's gonna to feel the blowback of that? Me. No, it's my family, not you. Me, Who the cares person, about you? The person you love the most. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, right. Like, if you're hurt, if you're wounded, if you're frustrated, if you're angry, sometimes other people get the blowback of that. And that's not fair. It's not appropriate. It doesn't make sense. It's not logical. Hmm. So there is a... Now, here's, here's my take. I could be wrong. Oh, here we go. Hot there, take. There's a small percentage of people involved in the riots who are so hurt and frustrated by the injustice of a man like George Floyd being killed by a cop on camera, that they're lashing out. I think that's a small percentage. I don't know what that percentage would be, 10%. Um, so what's the other 90? I think the other 90 are opportunists who just like to see things burn, who, who have, oh, here's an opportunity to, to take and to smash and to steal. I could be wrong on that, but here's the reality. 
If you're walking down the street and everybody is free to run into Target and grab whatever they want and run out, a lot of us would be tempted to run in and grab something. I would be tempted. I'll tell you right now. I would be... I can get a free TV right now. Joe's on his way to Minneapolis I, today. I might go. I'd be tempted. Not saying I would. I'd be tempted to go in there. I'll get some free stuff. So a lot of it is opportunism. A lot of it is just bad people wanting to do bad things. Some of it, I think, is you have to try to understand why might somebody be so upset that they would do something irrational. Well, when you're really upset, that's what you do. You do something irrational, right? You lash out, you yell something, you say something, you do something that's not appropriate, that's wrong, but it's coming from a place that is understandable. So I want to try to understand why some people might be doing this mm. and while why other people might be doing it as well for completely wrong reasons. So the rioting, I think, is a, is a, is a, it's, it's a tragedy, right? Because you're burning down people's businesses you're yeah making like your own neighbors like yeah. the people that you like your community right and and here's where i think not only is is the writing a tragedy right but the media as well where they fixate so much mm -hmm. on the writing yeah. uh and they they are not talking about you know there's a like groups of individuals and i don't know how many so that's why i'm just saying groups of individuals that are from those communities uh that are cleaning up Right, peacefully protesting. Peacefully, not just peacefully protesting. I'm talking about but, but cleaning, actually actively, actually, yeah. actively cleaning up the mess. Right, exactly. And of course, the media doesn't talk about that. No, because it's not sexy. It's not yeah. salacious. You know, when when um, when this cop Derek uh, Chauvin, uh, when he killed George Floyd, uh, immediately after, a small group of people went to his house to protest. They peacefully stood outside his home, mm -hmm. protesting with signs. And the chief, and they have every right to do that. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. Now, here's the thing: my flesh wants to burn that house down and drive the guy out. That's not the right thing, but that's how I feel. Mm. I understand. I, listen, I totally understand it. I don't like injustice. I, I have a really hard time with people in authority taking people of advantage. Who, who, people in authority taking advantage of others. Yep, yep. For whom they are supposed to be responsible. I have a really hard time with that. But they were protesting peacefully, and I think it was the chief of police who was there standing with them saying they're not doing anything wrong. They're, they're absolutely right. What happened here was wrong. Mm -hmm. And so they are out here. And th th that that's totally appropriate. I don't think trashing and burning down parts of your city in protest is helpful. I don't think that actually moves the needle in a good way. Yeah. Um, but I try to understand why some people might be inclined to do it, while others, I think, are doing it because they're just creeps. They just want to they just want to take advantage. And you know, I don't have much compassion for those people who are just looking to exploit the situation. I don't think that's that's an appropriate thing. You know, we've been talking about George Floyd. Um and and what I I guess when I think about the situation, you know, this guy was arrested for something real small. It's a small thing. I can tell you right now, I've done worse things. Um, I've done much worse things in my life. This guy was 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 put into cuffs because he gave a bad twenty, a fake twenty, of allegedly, uh, to a store. They called the store. They found the guy still hanging out outside, and uh, maybe I don't know, but from what I've seen, it looks like he might have been a little stiff in like complying with commands. But he didn't. He certainly didn't assault anybody. Um, and this cop kneels on his neck until he's dead. Uh, this should break all of our hearts. We should mourn mm. with those who mourn. We should be angry, righteously angry. But in our anger, we should not sin. We should speak up. 
we should we should say what needs to be said and we we need to be careful not in my this is how I look at it. I'm not looking to take sides. I'm not on Floyd's side. I'm definitely not on the cop side. I am on God. I want to be yeah. on God's side. I want to be on the on the side of righteousness, which means I'm I'm going to condemn what happened here. This was stupid and wrong mm-hmm. and evil. So I, I, I want to jump in here and share because I, I've been trying to think through, and I know I'll, I'll, maybe a number of our listeners have been trying to think through how do I respond in this, right? Yeah. Like how how can I help out? And actually. Uh, uh, there's a church planter, a pastor in Detroit. Tyler, Tyler. Oh, Tyler's my man. Tyler's my man. Tyler Listen St. to this. Claire. Yep, oh, this is uh, good stuff. I liked it. I liked it on my Instagram, so you know I'm I'm good. That's what makes me good. I liked it. First of all, that right there was yeah. you virtue signaling. That was the widest thing I could have <laughs> that said. That really could have I li- been. Hey, everybody. My black friend, Tyler in Detroit, I liked his Instagram post, so I'm one of the good yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe. Anyways. <laughs> no, this is great. Two posts, right? Yeah, yeah. well, he had two photos here. Yeah. Uh, but here, here's what he said. He goes, I've had many white pastors seek counsel this week in light of George Floyd's death. Here's how you can help. And he goes, he gives three things. Do it. Listen, lament, and lend. Okay. So listen, he references James 119. Assume your ignorance, bias, and lack of cultural understanding and humbly listen to people of color. Let me stop there. Stop there. Do we say it again? All right. Assume your ignorance or bias and lack of cultural understanding, and humbly listen to people of color. If you have a problem with that, I don't know what to say to you. Because we all have bias. We all have filters. We all have lenses. We've all had different upbringings, different experiences. As a white boy in suburban Chicago, I have a particular experience that, and my choices, all that impacts the way I view law enforcement, Mm -hmm. cops, and all this stuff. So... That's a really good word from Pastor Tyler. Yeah. Listen, don't just assume, admit that we all have biases and, and we're, that we're all ignorant of other people's experience. That's, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. No. Uh, secondly, lament. Mm. References Romans twelve fifteen. He says, uh, voluntarily enter in the mourning of people of color and show Christ's compassion instead being the quote unquote fact police mm. argue in the situation's validity or trying to fix it. Here, here's the, here's my understanding. I, you know, I always admit I, I could be wrong, but uh, black America will say has a more collective conscience and experience than white America because they have had a more consistent universal experience than white America. So when one of their people suffers, they feel it as a community more than most white Americans would because we're also fractured. Now that's how I view it. That doesn't make me a Marxist. Chill out, homeboy. Um, (laughs) It just makes me sensitive to the situation. Right? So um, yeah, read it again for people because I I, I don't want people to miss it. Yep. One second. Here we go. It is uh, lament. Voluntarily enter in the mourning of people of color and show Christ's compassion instead being the quote-unquote fact police. We don't have all the facts. Arguing the situation's validity or trying to fix it. Can you mourn with people who are upset? I mean, the Bible calls you to do that, yeah, right? Yeah, Mourn with those who mourn. You can, as a good neighbor, love and see. Like, nobody can look at this video. And I honestly haven't seen any. I'm sure there are wackadoos out there. but I, I, haven't, I haven't seen a lot of those. No, you can't I, look at this video God and go like, that. oh, yeah, yeah. This this spindly, cowardly cop with his hands in his pockets, with his neck on this guy's neck, with his knee on this guy's neck. Oh, that, we don't have all the facts. I have not seen that in this case, but it is important 
to mourn. We should mourn. Mm-hmm. We should weep. Like Jimmy, you said, like it makes you want to cry. It does. It makes me want to cry. But my defense is to get angry and to want to pop off. So, yes, Pastor Tyler, you're a hundred percent right. We totally agree with you on that. And then third, lend your voice. Isaiah one seventeen. As a member of the majority, leverage your influence to empower minorities and speak loud and clearly when injustice happens. Ninth commandment, fools. Mm. Yep. Do not bear false witness against your neighbor, which not only means don't lie, it means stand up for those who are being lied against. And uh, look, I don't care. We, we, like, we could talk about Ahmad Arbery. We could talk about all these guys. It, 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 in Ahmad's case or in uh, George's case, it, do, it, it really doesn't matter what they've done. It, it, has, it has no bearing on, on the outcome. Right. So let's say Ahmad was stealing. We don't have any evidence that he was. Let's say he stole something. Does that mean he should have been shot by by the two dudes in a pickup and that's why, truck? Like, and, and, and that's why, like, this whole thing in Minneapolis is like twenty dollars. Yeah, twenty bucks. Okay, twenty dollars. Put him in your car, dude. Put him in your car and close the door. Why yeah. you got your knee on his neck? What yeah. the heck is going on? This is stupid. This is unrighteous. And so, and I'm frustrated that Christians that I know are using are respond. They're not using. They're responding to this in more political ways than moral ways. They're responding to this in more political ways than in more Christian ways. Well, it's we, a Trump era. Yeah, I guess I mean, so. it's a Trump era. It's, it's it's what we're in. It's the polarized political conversation that we now have. And that's not just a Trump issue. That's a that's an everybody yeah, issue. Yeah, I know. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying it's that but, era, but it right? Is the it's, era, that, yep. it's that polarization era. Go and hardcore. Yes, and listen, some could say, and actually I would argue, it started back when Obama was elected, not because of Obama, but because of the right. Yeah. Right? Uh, becoming so polarized with the Tea Party, everything. I, listen, I got whole thoughts on these things. Yeah. Um, but I think that's, that, to me, that has seeped into our church. Our churches have now... And by our church, you don't mean Redeemer, you just mean the church in general. I'm talking about the church yeah. in general. It's seeped in there, and that is how we interact with each other. Instead of assuming the best of each other right. and being charitable with each other, we assume we have to make sure we protect ourselves in such a way because yeah. one wrong word is going to be used against me on Twitter, yep. and I'm out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you've been canceled. Yeah, you know, cancel you're, like, culture. You're, yep. you're on the out. And so now the left and the right are like... Um, <laughs> They're totally whack, right? You know, Democrats and Republicans are oftentimes just like the worst representatives. But then we have good people that we actually like and resonate with at times. But here's here's where I'm encouraged, and and this is the truth. I'm I'm just I'm speaking as honestly as I can. At our particular church, we had people vote for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, we had people vote for Donald Trump. Yep, and we have people vote for the third, third party, party candidates, yep. and um, all of them are trying to do the right thing. Yeah. They're working it out. And we all talk and we're not black. We're not saying like, Oh, well you're obviously a non-Christian or you're obviously you hate whatever because you voted that way. We we're seeking to understand. And I think that's rare, especially for a Southern Baptist church. I think that's pretty uncommon. Yeah. At least it feels that way to me in my experience. It feels rather uncommon. Now, again, I don't think the fact that, you know, we're all voting in different ways is implicitly a good thing. What I think is a good thing is that everybody that I've talked to, they're trying to work out their faith in practical, tangible ways where they can seek the good of their neighbors. Now, here's the thing. When we look at situations like this, we should be able, ready, and willing to talk about it. There's nothing to be afraid of. No. What, what, okay, so I'll, I'll tell you right now. Um, my experience with cops was largely negative for the first half of my life and largely positive for the second half of my life. And here's what I recognize. 
that uh, there are a number of factors that contribute to both, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I'm willing to recognize that that my perspective of things in this world is uh, sort of an amalgamation of a number of other contributing factors. And I should be willing to check the way I look at things to see maybe I'm looking at things in a little bit unrealistic way. Mm. Maybe my perspective isn't the best perspective. Maybe it's ignorant. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know why there is so much pushback from some people that I really love against this idea that, hey, you know what? Maybe you are ignorant. Maybe you don't know. Maybe your experience has been radically different from others. And here's what I know, bro, and we've talked about it. I can, in general, I've been pulled over for some multiple violations, mm -hmm. and I get the, keep it cool, bro. No problem. And Jimmy does not get that reaction. No, no, no. no. Travel does not get that reaction. No, no. And and it's not only about that, right? Like even okay. So that's the the negative side that I right. sense, right? Now here's the other side: is you know, uh, my mom's Hispanic from mm -hmm. Guatemala. Yep. You know, I've got a lot of family uh, that are Hispanic, uh, but I was raised in a white home. Right. I I look Hispanic. Actually, people don't even know what I am. You look Hawaiian. I, I look. I, it doesn't matter where I go. I go to Canada. They think I'm First Nations. I go to yep. Europe. They think I'm from the Middle East. But you're always a minority. But I'm always the minority, right? <laughs> you're never like you're one of us. <laughs> well, no, they're all like the minorities. Are like you're yeah, one yeah, of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? They all want to claim you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, but I was raised with like white thinking right and so it's really awkward when i'm with family or even at work and individuals are like trying to talk to me and not even about the not even the language barrier but more about um experiences mm -hmm. right and it's like I, I never had that so what do you what do you mean by that what what has been your experience growing up so a white suburban experience right? it was pretty pretty chill pretty, pretty chill easy. yeah yeah i was like a minority in saint charles but I'm sorry, a minority in St. Charles is doing pretty well, <laughs> right? Like, and I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to say that, right? But it, oh, but it's like, oh, hey, bless your heart. Bless your heart. Look at you in St. Charles. <laughs> in St. Charles. This is exciting. It's well, a brown man here. <laughs> thank you. Would you like me to carry your golf bag, sir? Like, it's one of those, like, it, it's you're doing pretty well here, right? Yeah. And and again, but I'm, I wasn't a true minority. That's the difference. Mm. I, I've never been a true minority. Uh, Where you feel the like, weight of it. Correct. I've mm. never felt the weight of it uh, to the extent that others have. And so I talked to like, you know, my mom's side of the family and they're talking about their experiences. Like, man, you know what I mean? I'm like, no, n no, mm. no, I don't. Cause Ed, because I've, I was raised in a white house, right? Yeah. In a white city. In a white city. In yeah. a white, where, I mean, again, it, it, there, there so are. So sorry, what I'm trying to get at is this. Yeah. Uh, there was a time where I thought, I would like to plant a church, right? Mm -hmm. And I had to wrestle through those feelings right. of like, I would essentially think I'm that white savior, right? I wouldn't say that because people would look at me as Hispanic, but I was that guy that didn't actually have the experiences of that culture, of that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And until I actually embraced that, I'm not sure I'd be able to impact that. And I think in the same way, we understand that on a level when it comes to church planting, but when it comes to, uh, uh, social justice. Let's use that word. If it comes to uh, uh, listening to minorities and people of color, that's when we push back. We mm -hmm. we we listen to the guy from Ghana, 
and understand it. Look, he understands the culture. We don't get it, but look, we're sending them to do it yeah. and let's hear from them. We're going to learn it, from them. We're going to yeah. learn from them, but back here at home. Right. Tyler in Detroit. Yeah. And actually make sure you follow him at Tyler P. Saint. Yeah. Fantastic church planter. Godly man. Love Godly him. man. Uh, we don't listen. No, no. What? No. Oh, how oh. dare oh. you? How oh. Hello, dare Obama. you? <laughs> yeah. You think we can't, you think we can't understand. It's just, it's a really weird it's a, it, it just seems so hypocritical to me. Yeah, no, I, that's a really good word, Jimmy. Look, our heart, if I'm, I mean, all drama and uh, goofing aside, um, we're grieved and we're angry when innocent people are hurt and killed, whether it's some white boy uh, going into a, a, a church shooting it up or, you know, whatever it is, like, it doesn't matter what it is, right? Uh, we're, we're grieved where there is injustice. Mm. It, it pains us. It frustrates us. It angers us. And George Floyd's death, it's the hardest thing I've seen in a long, long time. I've seen a lot of things. That's a pretty hard thing to watch. Yeah. Um, but what we want for our people here at Redeemer, what we want for our friends, what we want for the church of Jesus Christ is to be a people who have the heart of God that also hate injustice. We want our people to stand up for what's right, um, to be willing to take hits for those who are oppressed or hurt. Um, we want people. To, we want our people to be stand up for truth. So that means that we have to have hard conversations, and we're not always going to agree, but we have to be able to talk about it without demonizing each other. And honestly, in situations like this, I would encourage our listeners to have Jimmy's heart, which is one of empathy, right? Cause I get angry and I just want to hurt people, but Jimmy has this empathy. You have this empathy for people. Like you actually care. Like you like, Hey, I, I hate this. This hurts me. I don't want people to hurt. I want to help. What can I do? The riots. I get why some people might be doing that. Ultimately. I think it's a dumb thing. It's, it doesn't help. It doesn't yeah, help. Agreed. It but can we try to understand why some of this is happening mm. and what can we do to make a difference, the church is supposed to be a place where the righteousness of God is made manifest. We should have kingdom ethics where there isn't favoritism or prejudice or racism. Yeah. We should be so radically different from the world that they can't help but look at us and go, what the heck is going on? Rich and poor, black and white, like every conceivable uh, difference between them and they're one, they're unified. That's only because, as we talked about before, like earlier this week, that we uh, have fellowship with Christ. We've been engrafted into him because of that we are all the same. And even if that isn't the case, we're all made in God's image. We're all the creatures of God, hmm. worthy of love and respect and care and protection. So that's our heart. Here's where we're thinking. Here's what we're thinking. Here's where we're at on all of this. We know that we've had a number of people ask, like, what are our thoughts? Well, here they are. If you don't like them, we don't care. Uh, and Joe's like, apology tour starts tomorrow. I don't have an apology tour. I'll be like a big don't care. And if you do like it, <laughs> don't care. Because this is just where we're at, right? Yeah. Like this is, we, this is, we're trying, we, we work really hard to be honest. Yeah. We have a lot of fun. Yep. We goof around a lot. Yep. But we try to be 100% transparent what we think. 100. Where we're, where we're at. And um, it's why, you know, to be honest, I mean, if I, if I was going to be objective, doctrine and devotion is the best Reformed Baptist 
institution that's out there. I'm just going to go mm. ahead. It's, it's like, you know, you could look at other. There are mm. others. They, they, they are right. They are right. They are right. All right. Okay. You know, they might have more money. They, well, they obviously have more money. So they have more money. They have more. They have more money. Um, but you know what they don't have? Us. They don't have the Jofo. Yep. They mm-hmm. don't have us. They don't have that. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram, and Twitter at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website drvotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Later. <laughs> <laughs>